just a little public service announcement before the latest episode of Dies in Your House. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and do not represent that of my employer. New York this, New York that. Yo, is Staten Island even really part of New York? A five in Manhattan is a ten in Staten Island. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Representing Staten Island. We Staten Island boys are no joke. Staten Island? I cannot overstate how truly insane that would be. It's called high. For some people, it lifts them up and out of whatever low-rent, depraved hopelessness they're stuck in. There's a short respite from reality, from the stone-cold reality that they live in a racist country run by bigoted old white guys who won't give them a break on education and then bitch when they go on welfare because they can't find a job. So, this happens to be Staten Island. Believe me, I know the difference. We Staten Island boys are no joke. Shit still look the same. Staten Island. Oh, son. This ain't Staten Island. Shaolin. There's only so much gerrymandering you can do in New York City because you're dealing with mostly blue neighborhoods, uh, with the exception of, of Staten Island. Hey, yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here. We are back here on Spotify every weekend. All you gotta do is search for Dies in Your House on Spotify. Subscribe, become a supporter of the sh- show. Listen every weekend to the latest and greatest. Or, if you have the podcast app on your phone, I saw you taking a selfie, a mirror selfie at work. I saw you had that new iPhone 14. It's a cool phone. Camera's amazing. You know what else is good on that phone? Comes with the podcast app already there. And you can just search for Dies in Your House on that. And that would assist you in listening to the latest episode of Dies in Your House every weekend. If you're on SoundCloud, maybe you're working on your mixtape. You get some writer's block. You got to go head back to the trap. You know, you got to get some more inspiration. That's cool. I will not judge anybody for anything besides being a Nazi. But when you're taking that break, what you got to do is go to soundcloud.com slash dies in your house and get a listen to a brand new episode of dies in your house every weekend. What we do here is fight fascism one podcast at a time. You probably know me in real life. You're probably saying, yo, like, I like you, but I don't know what this is. Can you just explain to me what it is? I could. I could, and I will. But first, I want to say, like, the things I just mentioned where you can listen to my podcast every weekend, and we're trying to save democracy, what you can do is also, if you go to patreon.com slash jporks, you become a premium subscriber, right? And when you're premium, you get all the high-end stuff, whether that's early access to the podcast, I'm talking a full day early, whether that's personalized artwork, mailed to you, mailed to your house, whatever address you want me to mail it. Whether that's insight on the podcast, you get to know what's coming, and also you get feedback, and your feedback will be taken more seriously than people that don't subscribe and don't um, support the brand. Also, we have the Zoomcast, exclusive content. You know, we go behind the scenes here. I'll be honest, it's been a big week. It's been a crazy week for me. A lot of people listen to it and say, I know what he's going to talk about. No, you don't, because I'm not going to talk about that. But what I am going to talk about is I got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. I got apartment hunting, and we had midterm elections, and, you know, the red wave 
and Republicans are gonna take the House and the Senate, and we're not gonna... Wait, what? What was that? No, what? It wasn't Red Wave? But they said it was gonna be a Red Wave. They said it was gonna be a Red Wave. History dictates, so... Why, why do we fight fascism one podcast at a time, right? I mean, like... And the reason is because Republicans are Nazis. I mean, there's no, like, ex- big explanation for it. They're Nazis that want to tell women what to do with their bodies and have teachers have guns and, and um, not let anybody who's not white Christian live in this country. It's crazy to me. But that's the Republican Party. That's what Republicans let happen because they thought they were going to get power. And they didn't. I'm going to break down why they didn't get as much power as they thought they were in a little bit. But if you're wondering what fascism is, I'm not going to explain it to you because I'm like, you know, it's the morning. But I'll let technology handle that. Hey, Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a far-right, authoritarian, ultra-nationalist political ideology and movement characterized by a dictatorial leader, centralized autocracy, militarism, forcible suppression of opposition, belief in a natural social hierarchy, subordination of individual interests for the perceived good of the nation and race, and strong regimentation of society and the economy. So what that describes is, you know, what happened in like, the 40s with the 30s and 40s with Hitler and concentration camps and killing Jewish people, most of my family. Um, and they'll come for you next. So that's why we have to stop Republicans and stop what they're doing. You could do that if you just listen to the things I say every week on a brand new episode of Dies in Your House right here on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you go to patreon.com slash jporks, that's where you're going to get the podcast a day early. That's how you're going to sign up and be premium. Patreon.com slash jporks. So, I'm still moving. Like, I was never not moving. Um, waiting on apartments, cleaning up the place, thinking of what I'm going to take, thinking of what my future is going to be, thinking of what my new podcast studio is going to look like. Um, that's going to be very interesting. It's going to be fun and exciting, and, and it's nervous and scary as well. Um... Another thing that was nervous and scary and then fun and exciting was Tuesday. So let's go to history, right? History. In 1994. So first, (laughs) I'm like, in 1994, I was like, whoa, Jay, stop. Okay, so like, the year after a president gets elected, most of the time, every time, besides like two times the opposite party took like control of the house of representatives in a big way i'm talking flipped 40 50 60 seats annihilated the president's party and then stopped the president from doing anything for the next two years recent examples let's go to bill clinton I think he had a 47% approval rating. It might have been 46. In 1994, he lost north of 40 seats. 
President Barack Obama had a 44% approval rating in 2010. He lost, I think, north of 50 seats. As of right now, with votes still being counted, Joe Biden has a 41% approval rating. And he right now has lost five seats, maybe six, right now. They're still counting votes in several counties. Several districts are still up. But when the cards fall where they are, Republicans have expected to pick up 60 seats and possibly the Senate. And right now, as of recording this podcast, Democrats still have the chance to actually hold the House. That is a historic loss for Republicans. And Republicans now are going to try to say, listen, what red wave? We didn't predict any red wave. What are you talking about? When did we do that? It's a good thing we got receipts because I'm going to play a little clip for you that I thought I had. Apparently, I don't. You have Republicans now saying, what What back? What, what red wave? I don't know what you were talking about. Okay. Cool story, bro. I'm going to play this little clip for you right here. And we are going to decide for ourselves. So the first the first three seconds is Sean Hannity explaining what happened after. But I want you to hear everything after Sean Hannity speaking at this first three seconds is pundits on television on the way up to Tuesday. Now listen to their characterization of what election day was going to be. Where the rumors of the red tsunami started because polls in almost every key race were within the margin of error. Red wave rising. That is the focus of tonight's angle. I turned in a wave election and you're going to lose the Senate. I'll bet you $1,000 right now. The knives are being sharpened right now for Joe Biden. You know, Democrats are going to get crushed on November 8th because a red wave is coming. I'm betting that Joy will learn two new words on Tuesday. It's red wave. How big could that looming red wave get? We begin this Sunday morning with expectations of a red wave this Tuesday. I think this election is going to be a red wave. I think we're going to win. You know what? I, I think, you know, your predictions of a red wave are accurate. And the reason I say that is because now even the mainstream media is catching up. We've been hearing, is it going to be a red wave? Is it going to be a red tsunami? I think it's going to be a red hurricane. When the red wave comes, and it is coming, Joe Biden's political utility is over. Are we in for a red wind here or a red wave? Red wave or red tsunami? What are you feeling today? I'm feeling red wave. And don't listen to the lies they're spewing that this could take days or days, you know, to know who won. This is total BS. A wave like this, we should know that that night, basically, who won the Senate and the House. Anything that happens Wednesday into Thursday is gravy. And right out the back door, I've got a tropical storm brewing right right now. I think they're saying could be a Category 1 by the end of the day. However, let me tell you what is a storm, that red wave. I'm telling you, if there's any indication based upon what we're seeing this morning, somebody made a surfboard and said the red wave is coming. Someone made a surfboard, said the red wave was coming. I, I guess they're going to have to take that surfboard... And not surf with it. So, here's what we knew by the end of the night. 
oh, you're gonna know by the end of the night that it was a red wave and that Republicans take the house. And here's what we knew by the end of the night. We knew we were witnessing history at the end of the night. Now, I know, <clears throat> end of the day, <clears throat> Republicans are still favored to take the house, but they were gonna obliterate Democrats. And they did not do that. And most of the people rapey McRaperson endorsed lost. It was a big L. It was a it was Lamont Coleman for that motherfucker. It was a big L. Um and also coming out of this midterm, like coming out of the night, can we just say like that Joe Biden's pretty good at politics? He did better in the midterms than two of the last Democratic presidents did, and they were mad successful. Don't forget that Bill Clinton left office with a surplus. The America had money in its bank account when Bill Clinton left the left the, left office. And we've been living for over 30 years in the negative now. Well, over 20 years, over 25 years. Over 20 years. Because it's 2022 right now. We've been living in the negative. Matt, you know when you get a negative balance in your bank account? That's what America's been for two decades. But they loved Bill Clinton. He still got walloped. They loved Obama. They, he still got walloped in the midterms. Joe Biden didn't. And I'm going to put my politics hat on. Let's talk about it. Might be saying to yourself, Jay, maybe you have the answers. Why did the media all say that Republicans were going were gonna to sweep, were going to take crazy amounts of gains? And why did that not happen? Well, I'll tell you. First of all, you got to remember that polls, when they, when they release polls, most of these polls are they're calling people on their house phone. Do you know anybody who has a house phone? I don't know anyone who has a house phone. You know people who got house phones? People who live in middle America who haven't seen a black person in this century. that That's the people that got landlines. So if you're looking at polls, you got to remember that polls always skew Republican. Also, polls are put out there by pollsters intentionally leaning Republican to discourage Democrats from voting. To discourage people from saying, no, I'm not even going to go out there. The polls are, polls are looking bad. Polls look like it's got no chance. I'm not going to go out there. I'm not going to go vote. It's not worth it. And then look, this happens. Couple of key points of the night. John Fetterman winning Pennsylvania. John Fetterman beat Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. I know Dr. Oz ain't from Pennsylvania, but there are factors here. Dr. Oz was on daytime television for like 15 years who Oprah brought on and put on and made famous before he was, I mean, he was always a fucking swindler, but Oprah brought him on. Dr. Oz had a show that, you know, like The View, you know, the viewers of, of that show, like everybody was watching, all housewives at home were watching Dr. Oz. He was a staple in people's homes. John Fetterman had a stroke and showed up to the debate reading all fucking cue cards, okay? And voters were like, you know what? This guy, Dr. Oz, is fucking nuts. Trump likes him. He ain't from here. 
He ain't a politician. He ain't even a real doctor. He killed dogs. We're going to elect Fetterman. I love John Fetterman. He's got an attitude that is like... The Senate hasn't seen anything like that before. Trevor Noah had a good um, piece on him the other day. But like... He's talking about like nobody looks like John Fetterman. Dude's huge. You know? Dude looks like if you don't pass this bill, he's going to beat you up. We need that. And also, like, the stroke made him relatable. I can't believe that pundits didn't see that. Or, you know what? They did see it. But the thing is, is that Republicans gaining power and being crazy, although it kills the country, it's good for the polit- it's good for the pockets of journalists who want to make money off our chaos. There are very few journalists out there still doing the right thing. And that's crazy. I took journalism in college, so I know. Shoutouts to Brian Kogan, my professor. Um, I took a lot of journalism classes. I majored in journalism. And I know that what's going on right now is not journalism. It's television. It's ratings. That's what it is. John Fetterman has a stroke. How many people in America know somebody that had a stroke? Probably a lot. I know somebody that had a stroke. Well, maybe your favorite character on television had a stroke. I was watching a show the other day, Homicide Life on the Street. You ever watch that show? You don't, I mean, it was on in the 90s, and it's not streaming anywhere. I had to, like, you know, find it. But I like the show because, like, it's, they're bad cops, and it's more real. And it's not a Dick Wolf uh, vehicle. It's more like pre-The Wire, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Law and Order version of The Wire, Baltimore. Anyway, Andre Brower plays a cop on there, and he was, he had a stroke. Like, so... It's fresh in my mind if that was something that I, you know, was thinking. Also, John Fetterman is real. When he talks, he, he's telling the truth. And a stroke is not forever. Like, he, he will, in, in like six months, he'll be fine. And he's fine now. They said, you know what? This guy who had the stroke, who was reading off cue cards, is still better than Dr. Oz. And that's huge. Because we needed that state. Another key point of the night. Fetterman winning was big. But as the night went on, after Florida, and Democrats can move on from Florida now, Florida is over. I know I said this two years ago, but no, really, Florida's over now. Can we stop? Can we stop wasting money in Florida? DeSantis won Miami fucking Dade, okay? That's DeSantis was able to gerrymander Florida to the extent where, if Florida was if the if Florida was the only thing that was electing people on Tuesday night, Republicans would have had the House already and everything would have been good for them. Ron DeSantis picked up I think four seats alone in Florida for the Republican Party. And Trump's over there blasting him. He sucks. And that's why... That's why Republicans don't have a... That's why it's over for them. I mean, in reality. I saw a thread on Twitter that I just want to... um Take a look. So... The 2024 Republican candidate was always going to be... Uh, was always going to lose the popular vote. Whether it was Trump, DeSantis, whatever. 
the plan for Republicans was for them to get over that hump. They were going to use governors and secretaries of state in states to, like, take swing states and swing them lean in the way Republicans want them to lean so they can take it back from there. Right? They wanted to use state legislatures to overthrow the Electoral College win for Biden or whoever the candidate was in 2024. But thanks to the turnout for Democrats on Tuesday and before that in early voting, many of the pivotal races for governor, for secretary of state, that would have left us open for that have been saved. Not having governors, not having GOP legislators, not having that ability to rig king swing states that Trump lost in 2020. Republicans can't win enough states in an electoral college win in 2024. It's over. And that's why you're seeing the GOP implode, even though they could still win the House. Yes, they could still use the House to cause all kinds of damage. But their best shot to even regroup and mount a campaign to win back the White House is in 2026. And by 2028, shifting demographics may undo the gerrymandering after they did all that redistricting. Layman's terms, there are more people in this country growing up who aren't white, who want their bodies protected, who want equal rights for everybody, and want everyone to be judged on their character and not of their creed or their identity. Okay? Also, another key with why Republicans didn't clean up as nicely as they wanted to, they shot their load with Roe v. Wade too early. Remember when we were saying, we, I was saying, when that happened, I said, I said that Republicans possibly have shot their load here with this too early. They shot it too early with Roe v. Wade because regular traditional thinking means that the incumbent, that the president in power two years into their term would lose seats massive amounts of seats and power in the midterm that was going to happen anyway but what happened was when republicans decided without any power to somehow strike down roe v wade before the midterms they invigorated young people women they invigorated these people and they and they excited them to vote they gave them a reason why would they do that? Did they not want to win? Sherry Jacobus on Twitter was saying it, and I can't disagree. Have Republicans been running strategies where they don't want to win and somehow been winning? It makes no sense. Tim Ryan losing in Ohio is crazy. Tim Ryan's a great politician. In terms of for Ohio, being a Democrat who doesn't seem like... Being a Democrat who also looks like he hates AOC and won't have a conversation with her. You know what I mean? Like, Republicans like that. Ohio should like that. They didn't. But that's the only, like, key... That's the only good thing Republicans did that was a win for them. And Florida. DeSantis was strong. Now, ignoring that he's a Nazi, right? If we're just talking regular politics, and once you take Trump out of the picture, we can go back to talking regular politics. If you're talking regular politics, the GOP should be putting all their money behind DeSantis right now. He literally didn't have to sweat in Florida, even though he's crazy, 
and he's a Nazi. And I love how everybody, the media, oh, they like how he handled COVID. What do you mean they like how he handled COVID? You mean they like how he let people die? How he made his state a, a safe haven for people to come and disobey the rules? How is that like, you know, oh, he handled it well. Everyone's moving to Florida. Good. Make it the Republican place where Republicans go. Democrats do not. Uh, it's over. We don't want Florida. But if I'm the GOP and I want to win, if I want to win in 2024, I just watched Ron DeSantis show me how to do it in Florida. And you see them kind of, you know, pretending they're going to break with Trump now. Rupert Murdoch is saying he's going to break with Trump. No, they're not. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Okay. So just understand that that's not going to happen. And what I read to you is the best chance Republicans have at getting power back for the White House and all three branches is 2028. Okay. And by then, there ain't going to be enough white people to win them the votes. It's over. You let Trump sink your party, and now it's over for you. It's time to wake up, okay? Democrats have no disillusions about what happened on Tuesday and what continues to happen as they count the votes. Joe Biden is good at presidenting. Really fucking good at this. And I don't know how Herschel Walker... <laughs> was in a runoff, is going to be in a runoff with Warnock because Herschel Walker has mad CTE, yo. That guy has literal CTE dripping out of the sweat on his face. He's not even making complete sentences. But Trump liked him. Okay, cool. Whatever. That made some people go vote for him on election day. A special election December 6th. Are people really going to go out? When the only race on the ballot is Herschel fucking Walker? Are they really going to go out and vote for him over Reverend Raphael Warnock? Who is the reverend of the church that Martin Luther King was the pastor of? Mmm. Get with the times. America's not moving in the direction that Republicans wanted to. No matter how hard they try. So we're going to continue to seat judges. We're going to fix that Supreme Court by limiting terms to 18 years. And we are going to continue to win power. And we are going to invest in clean energy. In getting rid of guns. In letting women have the decision to make their own choices about their body. And that's the end of that. Even if Republicans end up with a 10 seat majority in the House. That's not enough to get anything done. And if you don't have the Senate or the White House, you're basically just wasting time. Paging Newt Gingrich. They needed to do what you did in 94. It was nothing, by the way. He got nothing accomplished. So team, red wave. Eh, didn't happen. Democrats are probably going to pick up a seat in the Senate and still, at this hour of recording, have a chance to hold the House. Historic night. On Tuesday. Historic night for Democrats. Jay Porks dies in the house. Exclusively, wherever you thought you were hiding from me on social media. Till next week, we outside. Late.